Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how was your week this week? Eh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, kind of busy, but otherwise, just a normal, everyday week. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be here, uh, that I wasn't released yes, from the uh, Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. We, uh, we, we took a hard look, and uh, we, we considered making some releases, but uh, we uh, we chose not to. And being being a kind of tall, fat guy kind of came in, my, in standard for me, I guess. Yeah, you know, you're, you're a bigger guy. And uh, we're not going to have any uh, any more midgets running around here. Right. Um, before we get into all of that, and, and so that everybody understands what I just said and why I said that, um, what rehashed whiskey are we drinking this week? We actually don't have a rehashed whiskey this week. Wait, what? I know, I know. I was shocked, too. Um, it's, but we don't have a whiskey, though. What but it's the whiskey in wrestling. I know, I know, but you know, sometimes you got to branch out. You got to, you got to see what the other side's got, right? All right, all right. Oh. Um, so what we have is we have Tres Clavos, which is a Puerto Rican rum. This is their Coco Loco, which is infused with coconut. So, and when we say infused with coconut, you know, you go down, you get your Malibu, and it's just a, a rum. Yeah. No, there is coconut floating yeah. in this rum. This is how you infuse yeah, flavor absolutely. into a rum. This is how you, you know, they do that. You see this a lot with vodkas. Yeah. Uh, they'll put vanilla beans or they'll put uh, chili peppers or things like that in vodka, and it pulls the flavor out. Rum can do it too. Yeah. Any, any alcohol, any spirit can. Um, you know, you just really don't see it. Yeah. If they're going to make a coconut rum, most people think of like Malibu. Hey, it's rum. They inject with coconut syrup. Yeah. Uh, this is this is not injected with any kind of syrups or anything like that. It is simply uh, silver rum that they put a ton of coconut shaving in. Mm-hmm. And here you go. Let's see what it tastes like. Uh, so we mixed it with Fanta pineapple. So we're kind of drinking our own little versions of uh, of uh, pina coladas here. Yeah. So let's see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Cheers. With the Fanta in there, you can't taste alcohol at all. It, the, the alcohol kind of vanishes. Um, now, granted, it is a 30% alcohol, so 60 proof. Um, so it's not, like, super high. Yeah, but it'll still... But the fact of not being able to taste it, you know, I could see you take this uh, this bottle in a 2-liter, and uh, yeah, you'll be you'll be pretty good Yeah, without even really realizing it. So yeah. I highly suggest it if you can find it anywhere. Uh, this actually came from the Virgin Islands. Uh, a real good friend of mine was down there and uh, brought this back. So, well, awesome thank for that. Thank you to Jason's good friend. Um, and, uh, there we go. Yeah. All right. We have a lot to talk about this week, and a lot of we it do. may not be uh, anything that actually happened on the show. We do need to before we start going through the results and and discussing what we want to discuss this week. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, wrestling lost another legend this week. Yes, they did. Bobby uh, Eaton of the Midnight Express. Yeah. Um, Jim Cornette, it, it, you know, Bobby Eaton, and um, I'm completely blanking on the other guy's name. Yeah, but 
you know, those Bobby Eaton, a, an icon of wrestling, a legend of tag team wrestling, and had a singles career well into the uh, into the nineteen nineties, into the WCW WWF era. Yeah, I mean, so. the, this was one of the groups um, that really cemented tag team wrestling back yeah. in the, the early 80s. It was them, the Rock and Roll Express. I mean, that was just, that that's who the tag teams were. Yeah. You know, I mean, these guys made tag team wrestling. Yeah. So it, it's really sad to see know him pass um you know like i will say this he wasn't exactly young he wasn't old either though but he wasn't super super old i mean he, he was, was 62 62 um and which, you know you live the life that these guys lived that puts a lot of mileage on your body mm-hmm. um whether you know you talk about the bumps and the bump count and and all of that or the the drugs the, the, the drugs that, that were commonplace in wrestling in that era. You know, the other so. thing is here too. He was just on a couple of shows here very recently. Was he? Um, I didn't think he was. I thought that was somebody else. Well, not not like not like AEW or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you know, he was still taking some independent booking, from what I understand. Yeah. From what I was seeing, so I don't know. Hey, um, maybe some signings, signings, but, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, he will be missed. He inspired a lot of our current stars. Yeah, he really did. And you know, so cheers to him for for everything he did for us. Cheers. Now, let's dive in. Let's go through the results. The results are not the big thing that happened this week, as might have no. been implied with the way we opened the show. So, Jason, do you want to start us off with Monday Night Raw? Yeah, we'll go hit Raw. Um, Goldberg comes out, challenges Lashley again. Uh, it is what it is. You know, uh, Veer and Shanky, which is uh, Hollywood Boys Plus, they fought uh, Drew McIntyre in a handicap, which Drew won due to disqualification. Uh he then pulled a sword, his sword on uh, on Shanky. So hey, no, no, he pulled the sword on all, all three of them, and and Shanky ended up staying in the ring. Kind of, yeah that that was weird. Um, Ray Ripley fought Nia Jax, where Ray wins due to Shayna getting involved, sorta accidentally. Uh, we have Mason T Bar beat Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. We had Dewdrop versus Tamina, where Dewdrop won. Uh, then we had Damian Priest and Ricochet. Well, we had Damian Priest versus John Morrison. Damian Priest beat John Morrison. Then immediately after that, we had Damian Priest and Ricochet versus John Morrison and Sheamus, where Damian Priest and Ricochet beat John Morrison and Sheamus. And just uh, so I understand this correctly, Damian Priest pinned John Morrison. Yes. And then I'm assuming that Ricochet pinned Sheamus. No. To, what? No. Damian Priest pinned John Morrison both times. <laughs> okay. Uh, we had Riddle versus Omos, where Omos won. Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee, where Keith Lee got his win back. 
Uh, then Reggie versus Akira Tozawa. If you want to call that a match, uh, Reggie won. Nikki A.S.H. versus Charlotte in a no... This was the no-holds-barred. Yeah, no-holds-barred match where Nikki wins. And uh, that was Raw. Jumping over to the show formerly known as NXT. Mm-hmm. No, it's still, it's known, still, known, it's as still known as NXT for NXT. now. If you guys can't tell, we're just a tad bit bitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we start the show off with a... Um, Ashanti the Adonis and Top Dalla uh, versus Raw. This is really kicking my butt. <laughs> Ashanti the Adonis and Top Dollar versus Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild. Uh, where, of course, Hit Row uh, won by disqualification. Because. They're good guys. I apparently. guess. Um. We have Ridge Holland versus somebody who lost. Uh, I- <laughs> Eichmann Yero, Jiro, um, Japanese wrestler. I'm sure I butchered his name, and, and I apologize, but, you know. Yeah, Ridge Holland uh, won, and we didn't mention it last week, but he made an appearance. He's back, which surprises me, because yeah. I thought maybe he'd just now be walking again. And he made an appearance with uh, Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunn, which uh, Oni Lorcan's the one that injured him. Yeah. Accidentally, but, you know. Yeah. Well, and we get um, Roderick Strong versus Bobby Fish, where Strong defeated Fish. We get uh, Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knights versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. I know I did not say his name right. Is L.A. Knight. You didn't say either of those <laughs> names right, because you didn't say L.A. Knight, nor did you say... Grizzled young veterans. Yeah, I'm over that. Like, <laughs> so over that. I, I, why? I don't. I. I don't understand it. Anyways, it ended up being more of the. Grizzled young veterans. <laughs> that was versus better. versus Cameron Grinds, because L.A. Knight just walked away. Uh. Of course, the uh, GYV get the win, because I'm not doing it again. <laughs> um, Dakota Kai says that uh, she's a bitch, and that's why she attacked um, oh, yeah. Raquel. I mean, that that's essentially what it comes that's down essentially to. essentially what it is. <laughs> uh, we see the quarterfinals, I guess, of the NXT breakout tournament, which is uh, Trey, Vax- Trey Baxter versus Joe Gacy. Where uh, Baxter defeated Gacy. Um, Samoa Joe attacks the security, and uh, we get to see uh, we get to see a uh, prime target Walter versus Ila Dragunov, Mm -hmm. which I've heard nothing but good things about their first match. It's kind of brutal. I need to go back and watch that because this is. We're about to see Walter versus Dragunov two, yeah. And I need to I need to know what I'm in for. Uh, we get a love her or leave her. Dexter Loomis versus Johnny Gargano, which is weird to say love her or leave her and then say two guys' names. And it's uh, being progressive. <laughs> this match, uh, if Dexter Loomis got the win, then Indy could date him. 
Yeah. And if Johnny Gargano got the win, Indy had to leave him. Which is super messed up. And then well, in any by any definition, like this is some this is some <laughs> uh Hatfield and McCoy No You no. ain't from around here, are you boy <laughs> type stuff. Cause uh poor Indy doesn't get a say. Yeah. However, however, continue on. So Johnny well, Gargano gets the win. And then we'll we'll talk about the rest of it after. Yeah, Johnny Gargano wins and they walk up the ramp. Yeah. To be continued, maybe. We move to AEW, where the first match of the night was Jericho versus Hoobie. Uh, the third trial of Jericho, where Jericho had to win with a, an off-the-top mo- move. So he hit one of the ugliest Judas effects that I've ever seen, and that's saying a lot, off the top rope on Hoovy to win. And then MJF said that the fourth trial will be versus Wardlow, with Max at ringside as a special enforcer. Uh, we had a trios match of Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen versus 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. 2.0 being the recently released uh, slash free agents uh, ever rise. They came on super quick. Like, I don't even think it's 30 days. It but... hasn't been, I don't think. But either way, uh, of course, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, and Darby Allen, who I have some stuff to talk about on that one. Unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, they win. Christian Cage versus The Blade, where Christian Cage wins. Britt Baker accepts a challenge from Red Velvet, where we got to see just how tiny Red Velvet really is. Oh, my God. Um, the Elite beat up Hangman Page after some Dark Order drama. Then we had the TNT Championship match of uh, Shoddy Lee Johnson versus Miro, where, of course, Miro wins. The bunny took on Layla Hirsch, where Layla Hirsch actually wins, and showed how and tiny shows she how tiny really... she is. Because this was for the chance to challenge the NWA champion, who is Camille, who is like six foot tall, and Layla Hirsch is four foot eleven. So standing in the and ring there, that was very awkward. Yeah, Camille, I think she was five ten, is what we uh, yeah, looked 5'10". up, and she had and on like she three had and a half heels. Yeah, so she was super tall. Then we had our main event. Of Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. That was a squash match. Uh, Malachi Black beat Cody Rhodes. Wait, you said you said that wrong. No, I said you that You said right. it was a squash match. I, I agree. Did. Then you said Malachi Black beat Cody Rhodes. Malachi Black beat Cody Rhodes in a squash match. Pinned him by putting his foot on his chest. Positive that you didn't switch those names around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shocking, I know. Yeah, we and we'll talk more about that because there is some, some more there, There's too. There's some more to it, yeah. All right. Um, SmackDown results. We start off with Sasha in the ring uh, saying, of course I was going to turn and I'm, you know, challenging for the title. Bianca comes out and accepts. Zelina Vega walks out, and I have one word to describe how Zelina Vega looked when she walked out. Damn. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, then we see uh, Bianca accepts Sasha's challenge for SummerSlam and Zelina's challenge for tonight. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we get Dominic Mysterio versus Jay Uso, where Uso wins. We have an Intercontinental Title Contenders match: Shinsuke Nakamura versus Apollo Cruz, where Nakamura defeats Cruz via disqualification. We get Tegan Knox versus Tamina, where Tegan Knox gets the win. We have Edge and Seth Rollins uh, cutting a promo where Edge is in the middle of the ring and Seth Rollins is in the back somewhere pretending like he's not there. We have the Street Profits versus the Dirty Dogs where the Street Profits get the win. And this is uh, the return, I believe, of uh, Montez Ford. I believe this was his return match from his injury. So, uh, we have uh, we then get Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega. Now, this was not the championship match that was promised at the beginning of the show because we have to promote that. Yeah. Uh, so what so they do weird. is they change it to uh, Zelina versus Bianca. If Zelina wins, she gets the winner of the match at SummerSlam, and of course, Bianca gets the win. Uh, <laughs> So, so what was the point? Right. What was the point? Then we get uh, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin, and Balor is ist. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Uh, of course, Balor defeats Corbin because Corbin's on the, the little downslide before he turns it around here whenever he does that, probably right after SummerSlam, I would guess. Yeah, probably. Um, And then... He called out Roman Reigns. Roman said, keep my name out your mouth. You're not, you know, challenging me anymore, blah, blah, blah. The Usos attack. Ballard fends off the Usos. Roman comes back in the ring. Ballard is fending off Roman. And then the Usos come back and they beat down Finn Balor. Because the three three to one odds were too much to overcome. So, that was SmackDown. So, let's talk about AEW first. Go ahead and get some of that out of the way. Then we can move on to the the mess that is currently WWE. All right. Good? Sounds good to me. Um, Who thought it was a good idea to put Jericho in a match where you have to hit a move off the top rope? Furthermore... Furthermore, who decided that that move should be a Judas effect and not just a splash? See, here's my thing. Like, this, the, the statement was just, you have to do a, a move off the top rope. Okay, so let me hit Hoovy with a regular Judas effect, because we know that's one of the most protected finishers in yeah. all of wrestling. And then, like you said, just climb up the rope and do an elbow drop, a splash, a, a whatever. Problem solved. Yeah. So, now, 30 years ago... Mm-hmm. I still don't think the Judas effect works, Mm-mm. but I think that this looks better. Yeah. Because the Jericho of 30 years ago would be able to pull this off without it looking Jericho's ugly. I, I'm no one to talk by any means. I am, I am nowhere near in any kind of shape at all. No, no. Uh, Jericho's looking like late-stage Axl Rose. Uh, so is Jericho about <laughs> to join ACDC as the <laughs> new frontman? Right. Like... I went back and watched here recently. There was a, a like a retrospective on on some stuff on Jericho on YouTube, and it was showing some of his matches when he challenged for the unified title in WWE. I mean, we're talking twenty years ago. Yeah, 
But Jericho then to Jericho now looks like Jericho now ate Jericho then. And and as we said, we're not anyone I'm, to talk. I'm not I'm, one to judge. I'm 300 pounds. Yeah. Jericho's in his 50s. Jericho's in his 50s. He has certainly earned the right to for sure let himself go a little bit. For sure. But speaking as a fat man, Jer- Jericho, man. Yeah. Rein it in. You don't want any of this. Trust me. <laughs> he just he doesn't have the steps that he used to, which yeah. is to be expected. I mean, he's fifty. Yeah, something. he's he's fifty. He's older. He's fifty plus. You which know? that shouldn't to me. Then that shouldn't. He shouldn't be the the center of a, your attention of one of your A storylines. Well, I'm okay with him being the center because he can still go in the ring. But I would have preferred. But he has. He's had to alter his style a little bit. I would have much preferred instead of Jericho having to go through these trials. MJF told Jericho, "You want me at, you know, full gear at what, whatever, at all out." Sammy Guevara has to go through these trials. Have Sammy fight Nick Gage. Have Sammy do the, you know, the death match. Have Sammy do all this kind of stuff. So Sammy's not now. The pressure's on Sammy, right? And it also elevates Sammy. It elevates Sammy. Then at the end of all of this, you can have a, you know, have MJF beat Jericho then, right? Jericho didn't get there. Sammy got Jericho there. MJF beats Sammy. If you really want to. MJF beats Jericho. Yeah, MJF beats Jericho. But if you really want to, you can tell a bit of a story of Sammy being like, dude, I nearly died to get you there. And MJF beat you. You know, I mean, you've got places you can go. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. We'll see what I they do. I hope it's something good, um, but we'll see. Uh, we had Hangman tell the Dark Order, look, guys, it's my fault that you guys can't challenge for the, the AEW title or the AEW tag titles. I'm sorry, uh, but I got I to gotta walk away. You know, I'm bringing you down. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for having my back, but... I got to do this by myself. Yeah. And he walks out. Well, later on in the night. Well, he walks out. That doesn't end that, though. Because to get set up the rest of it, you have the majority of the Dark Order trying to go after him. Yeah. And you have Stu and and Uno Uno saying, guys, we need to give him his space. He he asked for his space. We got to give him his space. Later on in the night, we have Kenny and the Elite come out and they cut a promo about how much of a loser Hangman is and a loser that the Dark Order is and all this kind of stuff. Well, Hangman comes down. And he starts to cut a promo, and Kenny takes the mic away from him. Cause I think I think Kenny, Hangman was out. Was Hangman out? I think it was a Hangman promo. It was going to be an uh, interview with Hangman, Hangman and Tony. And that's right. And the Elite comes out. Yeah. And they took the, the mic away, and basically, I know what you're going to do. You're going to, you want to apologize to us. You want to be back part of our team on the Elite, blah, blah, blah. Which isn't what Hangman was going to do. We know that. No. Hangman slaps the shit out of Kenny Omega. Yeah. Of course, the Elite then attacks him. Dark Order comes running out, but Stu and Uno get in front of them and hold them back, telling yeah. them he he said he wants to do this by himself. It sucks, but we have to let him do that. Then Kazarian comes in, hits like a couple of people, and then gets beat down too. Yeah. They're they're still on the, the Elite beating people down. Yeah. It's it, it boring. Is, Yes, it is boring. It is killing the show. And I I thought about saying, hey, 
I don't know that I want to watch any more AEW. Well, then what are we going to watch? <laughs> I don't know. So instead, what I think we should do, and for the two of you listening to the show at home, what I need you to do and I need you to ask your friends to do is anytime the elite are on, go watch something else. Change the channel. As soon as you see Kenny Omega's face or any of the elite's face, change the channel. Yep. Let's tell AEW in their numbers, this ain't it. That, that is not the draw. Now, I'm aware that I don't have the reach to actually affect anything, but it's going to feel good when I do it. Yeah, I mean, you see the numbers online all the time where they break them down by quarter hour, right? Mm-hmm. Speak with that if you if you're hearing this, you know, like like Michael said, the two, maybe three, even that dude in Russia that yeah. listens to us. <clears throat> if you have the option, the elite comes on, switch away. Don't watch BTE. Yeah, I haven't watched BTE in I months. I haven't watched BTE in months. Um, tell them through your views, through the ratings that mark. This ain't it, Chief. You can't have. I, I get the idea of long-term storytelling. Long-term storytelling is something that we've begged for in WWE for a long time. However, a long-term storytelling still needs its ebbs and flows. There's got to be the points where the good guys win. Yeah, you've got to have some points where the good guys get a beat down, the good guys get one over on Kenny. And if, okay, you don't want Kenny and you don't want uh, the Bucks to, to get beat up. TNA doesn't want, I'm sorry, Impact doesn't want the Good Brothers to get beat up. Well, beat the crap out of Don Callis. Yeah, beat up Don Callis. Beat up Nakazawa. Beat up uh, Cutler. Yeah, beat the three of them up. You know, like, come out come in, come out like a house of fire. Don Callis. Everybody scatters except for, you know, have them throw Cutler and... Uh, yeah, have them, know, have them throw Cutler and Nakazawa yeah. into it. But have... Uh, um, Kazarian, yeah, attack Callus as Callus runs because Callus has been running away at the start every single yeah. time. Have so you have him. Kazarian just drop him on his way to the ring. Callus mm-hmm. has got to get beat up at some point, and I realize yeah. that he's not a wrestler; that he's yeah, a but he's a, a promoter, he's a booker, whatever. He's got to get beat up because he's been the mouthpiece of this. I still say you could tell a great story since you're calling Kaz the elite hunter. You can tell a great rehash of Stone Cold when he was hunting DX. You know, you, you know, walk in the back and there's gallows hanging from a, a, a rope I, I by his ankle. I don't want this to happen. But I'm going to put it out there anyways. That would work, but Kaz doesn't have that hunting old school Southern boy that redneck yeah. that Steve has. Hangman Page does. Hangman does. <laughs> yeah. Hangman does. And having Hangman join Kaz and be like, dude, you're doing this all wrong. Have some, have some promos and vignettes of Hangman teaching uh, Kaz how to tie a snare. Can you imagine the elite, Walking into a room and there is Matt Jackson, hogtied. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, hogtied up. Like it mm-hmm. writes itself. Yeah, it, it would be. It would. It would be engaging in the storyline. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying like hogtied with some little wimpy rope. No, like, I'm talking full on rodeo quality cowboy rope. You know, like he got took down. 
Um, everything else on Dynamite was kind of pointless with the exception of the, the main event. Mm. Cody Rhodes, Homelander himself versus Malachi Black. And he is straight up Homelander. This was a squash match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it started at like 8.48 or so. Something, okay, it's going to be a 12-minute match. It wasn't. It was like It was over at 8.53. Yeah. It was about, I, I it was looked at minutes. I looked at the clock. I'm like, it's 8.53. They got seven minutes. He, Malachi Black squashed Cody completely. Yeah. And then at the end of the match, Cody cuts a kind of a rambly promo. They his, were back his, in pro, his promo didn't make any sense. They were back in Jacksonville. Cody cuts his rambling promo about the fans and how much he loves them and he knows they love him and all this kind of stuff. Then he takes off one of his boots and sets it in the middle of the ring. Um, and then when he leaned down to take off the other boot, he gets smoked by Malachi Black So with a they, crutch. They had, was, brought, they had brought this clutch in that was obvious crutch. for uh, Layla Hirsch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they brought the crutch in, maybe Hornswoggle? Yeah, and, probably. And then Malachi Black comes back out and smokes him. Yeah. And then the, it goes off the air. Yeah. With this, Co- uh, Cody's laid Malachi out to Malachi's face. Yeah, and that was AEW. Uh, really compelling there. Yeah, it, that I, that actually really was. Like the the only thing is, I don't really care for the whole retirement tease. Yeah, we know Cody's not retiring. Um, but the storyline was pretty good, and the fact that it's Cody just got his ass whipped. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I honestly thought that it was going to be Cody going away and it may be Cody going away for a little while to shoot whatever yeah. TV show he's on. Now, I don't know if they got another season out of the uh, variety show that he was on before. Um, or eh, what. Maybe he's wanting to step away a little bit to spend some time with his kid. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Cody wants to go away for a bit, but I don't think the retirement angle no, that was that was the wrong that. way to go about it. Best way to not especially to Cody. Could I mean, Cody's Cody in the prime here. of his career. If you wanted to write Cody off, write Cody off because Malachi Black destroyed him. Like yeah, you booked, like, you I booked wanna, the match. Cody doesn't cut this promo. You cut this match. You, you book the match. Malachi Black beats him to the point where he is unconscious. The refs have to come down. They come down with a stretcher. Malachi is sitting in the ring corner, just laughing his head off while the stretcher comes in, have some of the boys in the back come out, and they pick Cody up. He is still unconscious. Yeah. Put him on the stretcher. Heck, have him remove one of the ropes so that they can get the stretcher in. Yeah, you know? have, have him remove the ropes. You have Matt and Nick come out dropping their elite characters. Yeah. For just this segment. I'm not saying yeah. complete, but they're dropping it just this segment. And them and you know, Kenny, have, Tony, they all, all the, the brass yeah. comes out as the brass, not as one of the boys Yeah. for this. And they're just like looking at Malachi Black and he doesn't even, he doesn't even know they're there. He is sitting on the ring ropes, laughing his head off at what just and happened. You have him sitting on the ring ropes. He needs to be cross-legged. In cross-legged. The ring. Either way. Cross-legged and just yeah. in the ring, just laughing. I. It tells a no. more compelling story there. I like Malachi's entrance to a point. His headgear that he has. Oh, I thought that was kind of cool. Is amazing. Yeah. It is absolutely amazing. The fact that they kept, and I don't know if this was just issues with lighting or if this is what they're trying to do, 
but they kept having the lights go out in the middle of his promo. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. And it, it just, or not his promo, but his uh, his entrance. The only thing I can think of there is they're calling back to the hole with the lights going out. Which is great. You have the lights go out at the beginning of his entrance. You don't have them go out three times right. during, it. during his entrance. Yeah. Um, but really, that's AEW. Now. All right. I want to save NXT for last, because that's, okay. that's where it happens. Okay. Um. Uh, Monday Night Raw, nothing really major. Nikki getting her win over Nikki Charlotte. Nikki getting her win back over Charlotte was okay. That was a really good match. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and I like this. I noticed, and I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but it looked like Charlotte was smiling in the ring there for a second. It really did. When, after she was pinned. And it made me, it had me step out of my role as a fan and, and saying, God, I hate Charlotte. I wish she would just go away. To... You know, hey, this is an actual woman who she's probably friends with most of these people. Yeah, I mean, and she's probably super happy that she can use her position to help elevate Nikki for sure. And because you, I don't have anything against Char- uh, Ashley Flair. No, no, I don't have anything. Not against at all. Her. I don't have anything against her either. But sometimes you get so lost. When speaking up, she's apparently entered a trademark for Ashley Flair. That's interesting. Well, because I saw something saying that uh, Andrade want Rick and Ashley. I mean, Andrade's already in AEW, them. and Charlotte in AEW. And let's just you know, yeah. let, let's Charlotte in AEW in the AEW women's division is a game changer. Yeah. Um, Rick was granted his release. We've already got Arn and Tully. In AEW. So, if if Rick is still wanting to be part of wrestling, which it appears he is. Of course he wants to be part of wrestling. How, how much back child support do you think he has? <laughs> right. Uh, um, probably back alimony, really, because I don't think he has the, any kids young enough for child support. The man was just doing commercials for with... Car Shield. Car sh- for Car Shield. <laughs> The man is trying to find money wherever he can. Um, but yeah, that that would be something. Um, yay, she gets uh, Ashley or uh, Nikki gets her win back. Nikki That's gets cool. a win. I love that brief brief shot of Charlotte with a smile on her face. The rest, and of, then the rest of it, she like immediately realized, oh, I'm still in the ring. I'm still on camera. Yeah. And the rest of Raw was kind of lackluster. Okay. Really, the only other thing I can think of to talk about on Raw is Drew McIntyre yeah. and the Claymore. Well, real quick, uh, we got our 50-50 booking for uh, Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. Um, but yeah, the Claymore, the, the Drew McIntyre pulling the sword on... <laughs> so, y- you've got Ginger and Shanky and... The other guy. I can't think of the other I guy's name. Know, I only know Shanky's name because one, it sounds funny, and two, he got hit by a chair by like thirty-four times. I, I, yeah. But anyways, so you got the three of them in the ring. They each have chairs. Drew's in the other corner, and you're like, "Oh, Drew's about to get payback for, yeah. you know." No. Drew sits there, and you can see him thinking for a second, and then like you see the light bulb. So <laughs> props to Drew here for. Yeah. His his acting, his you know expressions and stuff, 
he rolls around, reaches around the other side of the ring post and pulls out the claymore. And then you see Jinder and then be like, um, then, what? <laughs> then he knocks the chairs out of their hands yeah. with the claymore. I think Jinder goes to swing at him and he hits the chair with the claymore, which drops it. And Jinder rolls out the ring and runs away. He does um, it to the other one. Yeah. And then Shanky's still holding the chair and Drew just like levels the claymore off at him. And Shanky carefully lays the <laughs> chair down and like puts his hands up. And Drew takes a step forward to it was done really well, I thought. And then backstage segment, of course, gender. They're cra- he's crazy. He's crazy. You know. Swinging a sword at us. Yeah. <laughs> now, this whole segment was somebody said, how do we use the sword as a weapon in the match without killing somebody? Right. And here you go. This is how you do it. <laughs> but it gave rise to a great moment that I probably will forget about at some point in time, but kids who are watching these days, and let's face it, that's who WWE focuses on. They're going to remember this for a long time. They're going to be doing their podcast in 20 years, and they're going to be as jaded as you and I. And they're going to be like, back in our days, like they use swords in the ring. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, we're all just really didn't have a lot going for it. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown had a little more. uh, The continuing saga of Roman Reigns. Uh, Charlie was trying to get a, wasn't it Charlie? Yeah. Trying to get an interview with Reigns and Paul Heyman's like, that's was it Char- not, was it Charlie? No, it wasn't no, Charlie. It wasn't Charlie. It was uh, one the, of the, the other one. I can't remember her name. Char- to, Char- I think Charlie's gone. Yeah. Charlie's gone. Trying to get a, a late, uh, Layla. Nah, that doesn't sound right. Nah, that doesn't sound right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He was trying to get a, an interview with Reigns and Paul's like, that's not a good idea at all. Well, then, Paul came out. What, 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 what? Then he cuts a promo about Cena and how it's not fair that Cena just signed his name on the contract. And he goes off, because they were in Tampa, so he goes off on this thing about how if Tom Brady was re-getting his contract and Paul Heyman showed up and signed the contract before Tom Brady, does that mean that Paul Heyman is the the rightful quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and does 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 he get the seventy five million dollars? Because right. I think that was the term yeah. the, the the number he used. Right. He said no, no, that's not how it works. It's not how this works. Blah blah blah. Oh my god, this is wrestling. That's how it yeah, works. That's how it works. Um, like you mentioned, we had the Sonya Deville telling Zelina Vega that no, the match is not going to be a championship match. But if she wins, she gets the chance because Bianca Belair doesn't make matches. I do. Except apparently that only applies to Bianca because everybody else that's a champion makes their matches. And there you go. Right. Um, Ignore everything you know. Edge cuts a promo where I don't think he knew where he was. Well, he got a promo and he said, apparently Seth's not here tonight. And then he's kind of standing in the ring and he's got his mouth hung open. He looked a lot like a dead fish. Seth responds, the the banter between these two was not hitting at all. No. Um, I did I did like Edge saying, you know, hey, you're, you want to be me. Yeah. You missed your chance. You should have killed me. Uh, 2014. You know, 2014. Uh, when you had the chance, you didn't. And Seth trying to, no, you don't get to change the narrative here. And Edge yeah. changing it. I actually, 
the banter between them wasn't working, but the end of the promo, yeah, I think was really good. I think I, I'm going. What I'm going to do is I'm going to chalk it up to maybe there were some technical problems in the timing. Possibly. That's what I'm going to chalk it up to. Since Seth was in the back, we're sure you know you're sure Seth was in the back. Uh, was he doing it live? Was he doing it pre-recorded? Was it tape, yada yada yada. You know, so and, and Edge was just out there reacting. I don't know. Um, that's kind of it for SmackDown. Now, moving to NXT, I'm going to read a list of names. I need you to tell me what they have in common. Okay, give me those names real quick. All right, Bobby Fish. Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Stephen Smith, Tyler Rust, Zachary, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zingier, Mercedes Martinez. I don't know some of these guys, but several of these were just in very, very prominent uh, storylines. Yeah, Bronson Reed. Tyler Bobby Rust Fish, was on television Tyler this Rust. week. Bobby Fish had a match this week. Leon Ruff was just recently Bronson. Bronson Reed was just the North American champion. Uh, Were all of these names called up to the main roster? No, all of these names were released. Okay, I'm I'm done with the role play here because I don't understand it. Uh, All of these names. So I had missed Tyler Rust's name. Mm -hmm. I I had missed Tyler Rust's name and all this because the focus was on Bronson Reed. A couple of these people were part of the Diamond Mine, which is this new thing that Roderick Strong had going on. Yeah. Um, which was like an extension, an extension of the diamond and the rust, yeah. Which had been built around yeah. Tyler Rust. You have but, Mercedes yeah. Martinez, Bronson Reed, and Bobby Fish, all three very big names in NXT. Of those, and as shocked as I am by Bobby Fish being released because he was just involved, he's in like his forties. Forty-two. So, uh, like, I kind of understand. I, I understand, and I, I, to a point, understand Mercedes. So I bet you she's probably a little upset that she <laughs> said, no, I don't so, want to do this. She's not going to go anywhere. So, apparently, inside the WWE, they have decided that they no longer want NXT to be a third brand. They want NXT to go back to being truly developmental. Think FCW, think OVW back in the day. They want it to be a de- de- a developmental feeding system only. So, and this is all a reaction to, regardless of what Triple H has said, regardless of what any of the talent have said, AEW whooped their ass in the Wednesday Night War. And you can say, you can have WWE people say all day, oh, not the war, this, they're not our competition, blah, blah, blah. No. They got their asses Handed to them. Couple of weeks, they have AEW has whipped Raw's ass in the important demographics. So somebody, and this was uh, was it frightful. I think that reported this and and had this direct quote from a WWE official. They did not name the official, but they direct quote which I referenced earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. We're not going to have any more midgets. Except we want to re-sign Adam Cole, whose contract is up, and we want to re-sign uh, Pete, Dunne. Pete Dunne, whose contract is supposedly up here soon. If I'm Adam Cole, I'm Pete Dunne, I don't care what the money is. Yeah, I'm not re-signing. I'm not re-signing after this gets out. Look at unless the- I contractually have 
that in the five years that I sign that I have a total of 365 days as a world heavyweight yeah. champion. Yeah. Because look at it this way. Or you pay me $12 million. Yeah, because look at it this way, right? Adam Cole is a, compared to the, the monsters in WWE, Adam Cole's a small dude. Yeah, he is. He's, what, 5'10", five, 5'11"? Five, five, yeah. Uh, Pete Dunne's right there with him. They're they're apparently they're wanting NXT to go back to developmental. Basically, the the hasn't beens. I'm not gonna say the has beens. None of the has beens anymore. Oh, nobody in their thirties. Nobody in their thirties. Uh, I'm not gonna say the never wases because some of these people may become something. It's going to be the hasn't beens. Apparently, um, I think Vince is tired of the the name game. Uh, you know, look at look at Adam Cole, right? Adam Cole made his mark in the independence, and he came in with the Adam Cole name. Mm-hmm. He will always be Adam Cole. Vince can't bring him up and change his name to something else and make him the a WWE version of himself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're they're wanting to re- completely rebrand NXT, and honestly, if that happens. I'm done watching NXT. Because just just a, a a quick really or a quick correction here. It was um, Meltzer that provided the midget quote, not okay. frightful. Frightful uh, provided another quote, yeah. but frightful is the one that broke the the list. Um, because I saw it yesterday or or day before yesterday yeah. early. Fightful said that they um that going forward there's going to be more releases. Uh, but they expect 2021 to be an outlier with both frequency and level of talent. Yeah. Which makes me think that we're going to see guys like Ciampa released. Oh, I fully expect to see Ciampa. Uh, which I expect to see any of them. Ciampa, Gargano. Uh, I expect to see all of them gone. Either gone or given the option of you can come up to the main card. Or you're going to be released. Well, I think NXT is going to stay on TV, but they're right, changing but it. They're they're talking about a new logo. Sure, they're but talk- you're not going to see. But if they go the way they're going, that doesn't have a home for Ciampa. That doesn't have a home for Gargano. Yeah, it doesn't have a home for uh, really Kyle O'Reilly or Kushida or you know any Samoa of these Joe. Samoa Joe. Any of these names. Which I think Joe's safe. They move him back to the main roster. He just signed a new contract. If yeah. they release him following that, mm-hmm. and if he's any kind of smart, he had some sort of a clause saying, "Look, y'all release me in the next, yeah, you know, hundred twenty so, days, then, then you know I'm free, I'm free or, and clear, something." Uh, because Joe could walk back into TNA. Yeah, he could walk um, into Impact. He could. Joe could show up in the crowd at AEW. Have. And Tony Khan is walking out there with a and contract. handing him a contract. I'm not even talking about AEW. I'm talking about you have t- you have an impact taping. Kenny Omega versus Moose or whatever for mm. the title. I don't care who wins in that case. As soon as that champion gets his arm raised, Samoa Joe's TNA music hits. Mm-hmm. The impact zone Moose is- explodes and the, within minutes, wrestling Twitter... Uh, dirt sheets, all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Samoa Joe's back in Impact. 
Joe is a game changer. Yeah. Which is why Triple H was like, what? We have to have him back. Like, we, we cannot who's, let him. We cannot let him this? show up on. He can't show up anywhere else. Yeah. Um, Bronson Reed. How do you cut a guy right. like Bronson Reed? Like, I, I get it. I understand he's not a big name. He's not a game changer. He doesn't fit the Vince McMahon idea but of a big man. He's, he's a big man. so good. He's Keith Lee. He's a big dude that's not a muscle-bound freak. You know, a, a he guy doesn't like, fit Vince's idea of what a big man should be. You know, I, and I said that I understood releasing a Bobby Fish. But if you want to go back to a truly developmental... A Bobby Fish is a great guy to keep there to have the people learn from. Yeah, would have been. Absolutely. Mercedes Martinez, 20-plus years in the business. Mm -hmm. Great person for these women to learn from. And a strong heel wherever you need her at any point in time just due to her size. Yeah. Also, she's fairly good in the ring. Quit making sense. You're trying to make sense uh, out of... You're trying to make wrestling sense out of what is apparently nothing more than a business at this point. Um, but even if it's a business, this doesn't make business sense. No, it does. It, it makes perfect business sense if you're looking at this from one angle. And it's the angle that they have been denying. Yep. And say, everybody's saying, no, this isn't the thing. It is the only thing that makes sense when you have record profits in a year where nobody made a profit. Yeah. You have record profits. Jason, what is that one sense? They're looking to sell. Vince is either, maybe not by the end of 2021, but by 2022, 2023, I guarantee you Vince is looking at his mortality in the face and realizing that he isn't going to be here forever. It seems that Stephanie, maybe Triple H, any of those have said, you know, we want to still be part of it because, hey, money, but they don't want to be Vince. It wouldn't surprise me in the world if within the next couple of years, Vince McMahon has pared down WWE to the point where it is attractive to a Disney to Fox, to NBC, to ESPN. Well, ESPN's Disney. Yeah, yeah. but to any of those types as a, we'll purchase this for X amount of money, Mm -hmm. everybody will be fully loaded for the rest of their lives, and then there you go. And they'll leave it at that. And then WWE will either become something completely different that it's never been before, or it will die. Probably both. Yeah. Because I, I, I couldn't see, as much as we talk about Vince, as much as we don't understand what he's doing or any of that kind of stuff, I don't see a future for WWE once Vince is gone. Yeah. The the people that could keep WWE going when Vince is gone is a Shane McMahon. Yeah. A Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. And Paul Levesque. Those three people have to get along to make it work because it's not any one of them. Yeah. It's all three of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Shane and Stephanie can work together. Yeah. I have no doubt that they, as family, care about each other. Mm-hmm. 
But comments from the past, I don't think that they can work together. Right. And maybe Vince sees that too. Very good. And Shane actually, by the way, just got, uh, he became the was chairman of the board or the CEO, something uh, at a uh, another company. So he may not be with WWE at all anymore. Very true. Um, again, <laughs> we had all of these releases. We've had all of the releases up to this point this year. Um, over a hundred. When you count uh, producers, when you count wrestlers, when you count backstage, that kind of stuff. I don't know NXT UK's numbers, but from a U.S. standpoint, NXT UK cannot make sense. Um, so I could see NXT UK being shut down or sold off. I'm honestly surprised 205 um, Live is still around. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me when you're cutting a lot of these people. Right. Vince is 75 years old, and he doesn't look good. You, you, you look at, compare Vince, and I realize that it's 20 years ago. But compare Vince to 20 years ago, and how, just look at his eyes. Honestly, just look at his eyes. You don't even have to go back and that far. 10 years compare ago. Compare Vince to 2015 Vince. Yeah. Look at his eyes, and then look at his eyes now. Vince, his entire life, according to everybody, has been burning it at both ends. The man doesn't sleep. And, yes, he may be in tremendous physical shape. He's been a bodybuilder his entire life. He may be in tremendous physical shape. But the human body needs sleep. Yeah. And, yes, there is some mind over matter that you can do, and you can do that for a long time. Vince is starting to show, and I think that Vince is starting to see it. And I think that he knows this isn't, my legacy will die when I do. Yeah. The best thing I can do, even though he already has set up generational wealth for his family, is increase that generational wealth for his family. Yeah. I mean, look at it this way. He's turned in record profit. If they're cutting these... The name stars, you know, like Bray, like Braun, that were making very large paydays per year. They're cutting NXT because they're wanting to go more to a developmental. Okay, I can't, I don't imagine Ciampa's making a million dollars a year as an NXT star. However, I bet Ciampa's making a whole lot more than my, my Austin guess, Theory was. Oh, yeah. Was Austin Theory in the releases? Mm-mm. Okay. But I was like, wait, no, my point was my point there was Bobby Fish was probably making a lot more than, you know, uh, Ashante. Tyler Rust. Rust. So you get rid of all these people that are making decent money in NXT. You get rid of the ones that you just don't see any future in. I'm sorry. Leon Ruff is not somebody that there's a future in. No, he doesn't surprise me at all, even though he was. You know, he North, was American joke, champion, North American champion. You know, but he, I, I don't see a future with he him. He does not have a future. So you get rid of the ones that had a, didn't have re- a future at all. He doesn't have a future in WWE. WWE. Yeah, let's put it that way. You get rid of those, you get rid of the ones that are probably making more money on the roster. Are the ones that are in longer contracts on the roster. 
and you bring it down to just barely above indies, right? Hey, we'll give you, I don't know, $500 a week, $1,000 a week. Well, I mean, the NXT doesn't travel really. The numbers came out a few years ago of what they were paying. And I want to say it was like sixty, seventy thousand dollars yeah. for a NXT, your average NXT yeah. talent. You guys like Champa and all them might have been doing one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. which is about right. That's where they need to be. Yeah. The problem may be our guys like Champa, Cole, are they now making five hundred thousand? Right. I don't know. That seems a really high for me, even for a guy like Champa. On NXT. Now, had he gone to the main roster and they actually did something? Absolutely. I can see that. Then again, but are the guys on the main roster making $500,000 or like, is it the big names only? I feel like they're shooting NXT. They're trying to shoot NXT to that. This is a very, this is a chump change amount that we're spending for this. Mm-hmm. Because it is developmental. Yeah. And they're they're and gonna go back. Move on. They're gonna go back, and we're gonna start seeing more guys like almost. We're also or gonna see Aziz. I also think um, we're gonna see. We're not gonna see call ups like we do with Karrion Cross. We're gonna see call ups more like we did with Piper Niven. Hey, in developmental land, you were this. You're not being called up to Raw. You're just new on Raw now. Because look mm. at what they did to her. Piper Niven was a, the UK Women's Champion for a while. She was a big star in NXT UK. Yeah. When she made her debut on Raw with Eva Marie, the comments were, who is this? Where did she come from? We have no idea what her name is. Why is she out here? She started to introduce herself as Piper. Yeah. And Eva cut her off and said, this is Dewdrop." Yeah. Which storyline wise made to make Eva yeah. look better or look worse slash yeah. but better at being worse. Yeah. Um Yeah. Vince is going back to his mindset of we don't want them to have their name. You don't have a character unless I give it to you. Yeah. I think and we're already starting to see it. You you said earlier AEW is has been beating Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw is Vince's baby. Like, he hasn't cared about SmackDown. He yeah. doesn't care about well, NXT. It hasn't been beating Raw in total numbers of viewers. Mm-hmm. It has been beating it in specific demographics that matter. Yeah. Because I'll say but, this. The greatest majority of wrestling fans are not us. Oh, I agree completely. We... we had this discussion the, the greatest other day. majority of wrestling fans are not the ones that talk about it. I mean, obviously they don't have podcasts about it. Um, they're not the on Reddit. They're not the reading no DQ and all that stuff. They're, they're not the, the ones, internet wrestling community. They're the ones that watch Monday night raw because Monday night raw has been on for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30. Yeah. About 30 years, a little longer than 30 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, Maybe not quite 30 years. Early 90s is when it came out, so... Yeah. It, it might be like 29, 28. Could be somewhere there. But yeah, 30, let's just say 30 it, years. They've been watching it on Monday night because that's just what you do. And they cheer for the good guys and they boo the bad guys. And they don't look at the dirt sheets and they don't look at the 
behind the scenes and they don't know who half of these people are. That's the average raw viewer. I agree. I will say that I think that we are primed for a new 1996. AEW is there and growing. I got a question for you. Okay. In five years, 2020, let's call it 2025. Let's call it four years. Okay. Do you think in four years, if Raw is still on the air, do we see Dynamite on Monday nights? I hope not. Okay. It's possible because that seems to be the, oh, we got a Monday night and we got to get Raw's. I don't think that that's the right move, and I think Tony Khan knows that. Okay. Which is why I think he's set on Wednesdays. Because, and I say that because starting next week, I think, we can watch AEW four nights a week if we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, Elevation is on Monday on YouTube. Dark is on Tuesday on YouTube. Of course, Dynamite's on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. on TNT, moving to TBS next year, I believe. And Rampage will be on Friday nights on YouTube. So they are making a huge deal of YouTube and the internet wrestling fan, which I would argue on AEW side, the majority of fans are us. Oh, absolutely. Um, there, we, we are their target audience, hands down. They are happy when... You know, their their target audience They're has always been the, casuals, the internet but... wrestling fan and the lapsed fan. Yeah. So that's their target demo. They're happy when the casuals pay attention, and I think we're going to see more of that because I think if they can fix some of their issues with the elite, not yeah, you know that plus, kind of stuff. Plus, signing Punk, signing Daniel Brian Danielson. Uh, if Bray shows up there, you know. Since we're talking about AEW now. And I hate to end it on this, but we're we're already over an hour, so we're we're running a little long. But we cannot leave without discussing one final thing on AEW this week. Okay. Darby, oh, Allen. Yeah. yeah, I had I had kind of skipped over that. I mentioned it earlier. I think you mentioned it at the beginning. We never actually we never talked about it. it. So, but we have to, for our integrity's sake. Yeah. We have to talk about this. Uh, and we appreciate you guys staying with us this long. We know we're going a little bit long. We may end up with a very long episode this week. Yeah. So, But we have to talk about this. Darby has been named in uh, sexual harassment, uh, rape, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, he was named months ago, but she didn't say his name. She came out and said... She came out in the middle wrestler, of the whole movement yeah, and said it, that there is a wrestler, a prominent wrestler. prominent wrestler has, you know, this is what he did. This is what's going on. You know, he, he used his power to manipulate her into uh, having sex, into all that kind of stuff. If you don't, I'll leave you. You'll never work again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but she never said a name. And she says she wasn't. Until Priscilla Kelly, who is Darby's... Ex-wife, uh, basically came out and said, "Yeah, Darby's piece of shit, but or he was, he was a terrible, uh, terrible husband, terrible lover, mm-hmm. but he's still my friend. You know, he never did any of this kind of stuff. And then, well, I forget what her name was, Holly, 
Something like that. I, I, I don't remember. And I, says, I apologize, but you all yeah. know me. You all know I'm right. bad with names as it is. But She says, okay, you know, I've had enough. I'm calling names because of what I just got from Priscilla Kelly. It was Darby Allen. Yeah. Because Kelly sent her a long messages about how dare you. Uh, you should have left. You knew what kind of person he was. You're just doing this for the clout, blah, 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 blah. She came with receipts, really, on on what happened. Mm. So that said, you know, it's one of those, why can't the people that I like just not be assholes? Uh, there you go. It's going to be real hard to watch Darby Allen now. It is. Enjoy it. It is going to be very hard to watch Darby and enjoy it. And... I'm curious to see how AEW reacts. They've been very quiet mm-hmm. on this and in Darby's favor and and this is not good for Darby. This just is this is something that happened in Darby's favor. That news came out and immediately the releases came out. Yeah. So, where's everybody's focus been right or wrong? Even us here yeah. on this show, what did we focus on? It's been more on the releases been on than the on the releases. So, here, so from a news cycle perspective, mm-hmm. which I feel gross just saying this, right? Darby got lucky, but I need to see as a fan, as somebody who really loves wrestling, I need to see Tony address this somehow. Yeah. I need to see some statement from, uh, I need to see. Tony come out and saying, okay, we're taking Darby off TV. And I need it to be better than Triple H's statement around Patrick Clark. I need this to be Tony, like you were saying. Take him off TV. They need to do, if they want to salvage Darby, and I don't know that they can. I'm not making a claim that they can here. But if they want to salvage Darby, they need to pull some Sammy Guevara level um. PR with him. And let's be fair here. And this is not, let's I'm not trying, I dropped Sammy's name, but I'm not trying yeah. to compare this, what Sammy did to say, this. Sammy made a tasteless rape joke. Yes. Bad enough, isn't it? Bad enough, right? He went to sensitivity. He did all this kind of stuff. He came off TV. And he came off TV and he privately yeah. reached out to Sasha to apologize. To apologize. all this stuff. That, pl- that, that tasteless, tasteless joke. Yeah. Was years ago, not excusing it, but it was years ago. We've all done dumb stuff when we're yeah. young teenagers. And, and, and like you said, not saying that boys will be boys no. is an excuse by any no. means. But we've However, all done, you know. We've all done stupid shit. He showed that he has grown. But he's grown. And that's what we've got to see from Darby. And I don't know I what Darby has. I would argue you have to see more. Yeah, well, absolutely. Sure we Darby. have to see. That's base. That's either base. Way, we have to see that. Either way, Tony needs to, Tony needs to say. Darby's coming off TV. He's not going to be given any kind of prominent spots. He's not going to be given anything for now until we can fully figure out what's going on. We already know what's going on. Yeah. So we can fully figure out what's going on. And then within a short period of time, as much as I hate saying it, I feel like we need to see Darby Allen has been released from AEW. Now, give him a year, give him some time to make amends as best as possible. Give him some time to reflect 
give him some time to actually come out and say, these are things that I did. Yes. Um, I if, have changed. If he wants to, if he wants to recover from this, he's going to have to, own he it. has to own it. He has to sincerely apologize, mm-hmm. own it and take the consequences and accept the consequences. And then in a couple in a year, two years time, bring him back. I mean, I like watching Darby Allen, but I can't anymore. Yeah. It's the same way with Matt Riddle. You know, I, I want to enjoy Matt Riddle. I, I can't, you know. And that's even though the stuff with Matt has been dismissed, settled out of court, whatever it's been settled it is. settled out of court, which you know. means it was never determined, yes, this was, he did it, or no, he didn't. It was, here's a bunch of money, shut up. Yep. Uh, for right or wrong. Anyway. So, I hate to end it on such a down note. This has been a very down show. It really has. Uh, it but really this has. week. We should replace our intro music with My Chemical Romance. When I was <laughs> young. No. Uh, this has just been a down week in wrestling. It started off with Bobby Eaton passing away. Yeah. And it ended with 13 releases. Yep. And this guy who we really, really enjoy watching, Darby Allen, mm-hmm. being accused of rape. Yeah. It uh, seems like a terrible this, way to go into an ad plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was there anything good that we can talk about? Oh, you know what? We're going to mention something good to try to go off of the show on. After it was Caleb Braxton. Caleb. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was interviewing Paul Heyman on SmackDown. And after Paul cut his promo, he turns around and about jumps out of his suit because standing there yes. with his, Briefcase on his shoulder is Biggie Being just Biggie. laughing. <laughs> and the you know, the threat is implied. Hey, I'm here and whenever I want it, yeah. I can come. <laughs> Biggie just hold the briefcase going. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes. It was amazing. And, Paul, and on and watching Paul just kind of look at Biggie and back into Roman's <laughs> dressing room while the camera zoomed in on Biggie just going <laughs> And yeah. sticking his tongue out and stuff. It was, it was amazing. Biggie is national treasure, a national treasure and international icon. And the world is better because Biggie because is a part of, of it. Yes. And on that positive note, no, we got a positive note. We can go. We into. are going to go into our ads and we want to say thank you to McNarb gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi for allowing us to use this space. It, uh, they let us use it every week for free. And we appreciate that. If you have anything that you, uh, any type of game that you want, if they don't have it here in the store, they can get it for you. Yep. They have a ton of content here in the store for you. If you want to come in and check out uh, Ticket to Ride or any of these other games from, that you might have. Intro to Advanced. Yeah, Intro to Advanced. They have that for you. You want to learn about D&D and role-playing, come visit them on Wednesday night. They will help you build a character. They will put you at a table and let you play. So come check them out and let them know we sent you. And while you're here, also Big Dog Liquor. Uh, they also have stuff from intro to advanced uh, as far as whiskeys, gins, vodkas, tequilas, whatever you name it. They've got they've got taka for those people out there that are that are feeling the squeeze all the way up through uh, Ciroc, Grey Goose, Kettle One, your, your, your top of the lines. 
Um, they do discounts every week. They do a military discount on every day, I believe. They do a seniors discount on Wednesdays. Um, if you're a wine drinker, you can order cases and get discounts on that. So go down there, give them give them some of your money for some some fine alcoholic beverages. Come down here and grab a board game, get drunk, play the board game. Yep. Have a good one. And now that you're done listening to us, and you're looking, you're like, well, what am I going to listen to now? I need something to listen to. I need I need to find out about all of these games that they sell at McNarb. I need to find out about Pokemon. I need to, you know, find out about uh, Root or all of these other games that they have here. Tune in, listen to our friends over at Rogue's Cast Radio. They can tell you all about that. So check them out. Give them a like, give them a comment, a subscribe. They're on Spotify. They're on iHeart. Uh, they may be on Apple Podcast. I don't know yet, but they're out there. Give them a listen. I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. So with that, with that, how about we move on to next week? Move on to next week. May it be better than this week. May it be better. Cheers. Cheers.